day and welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Topolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss Toy Stories, Martha Stewart, and emotion. First, a word from our sponsor. Tomorrow is supported by City Cards with Android Pay. Listening on your phone? Now you can pay while you listen using the same device. Just tap and go. Download the Android Pay app on Google Play or visit city.com slash Android Pay to get started. Android Pay is available for eligible city consumer credit cards and debit cards. Imagine if you could order an extra bedroom for guests that you could remove after they leave. That's the idea behind Lenovo's next generation data centers built for cloud computing. You'll have the ability to expand and contract server space on demand without actually adding more hardware. Lenovo servers are number one in reliability and performance because you don't have time for downtime. You're busy. You don't have time for that. You got to get to work. Got to get moving. And Lenovo server systems allow you to partner with leading software providers to ensure your cloud solution is best in class. Learn more about how Lenovo is transforming the data center at www.lenovo.com slash data center. My guest today is an amazing internet celebrity, one of the greatest people currently online. Uh, she's the co-host of the, the Call Your Girlfriend podcast slash empire. I'm, of course, talking about Aminatu So, the most amazing, most fantastic podcast host next to me after me thank you for being here oh my god that intro is so it was a let lot me, josh let me tell you something can i just say something i'm gonna dox myself because i'm all about radical transparency tell us i fucked up the pronunciation of your name oh like six times in a row even oh. though i was saying it perfect no like eight times in a row yeah, even we, though <laughs> i had nailed it perfectly in casual conversation i was like oh yeah that's how it's pronounced it's really not that hard Listen, you know, that's that's when why spot, we don't call you one take, Josh. When the spotlight hits you, it's tough. Anyhow, thank you for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. No, but seriously, and the, the stuff about you being like a huge internet celebrity and having an empire is true Ugh. because because you're first off, you're very beloved. It's second on the internet generally. At least everybody I know is like, oh my God, I love her. But secondly, your podcast that you have with Ann Friedman is like, Who's, by the way, whose name is not pronounced Ann Friedman, as we discussed earlier. No, it is not. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, how's that pronounced? You um, can't say the black names. You can't say the white names. I'm like not good at names. Women's names, mainly. Okay. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, but anyhow, you, that's become like a huge thing. So you had a podcast mm -hmm. and now you've got like, you've like a shop, like an online store. You're selling stuff. You're doing live shows. Next yeah. week in LA, you're doing a, wait. This is going to go up on Tuesday. When is your live thing? It'll be Thursday. Oh, so Thursday of the week that you're hearing this, if you're in LA, it's probably already sold out. No, you should definitely come. Go to callyourgirlfriend.com. Is that the website? Yes, it's the website. And sign up. And yeah. And then buy some come. stuff on the shop, which I hear is a ton of great goods. <laughs> I don't know. I just listened to the episode where you're talking about the shop, so I, yeah. I haven't checked it out yet, actually. It's a... Uh... It's a lot of work. <laughs> Is it? You don't seem too stressed. You I seem mean, very relaxed. You know, I, I mean, I'm not stressed at all. I think um, it's just, you know, I got a lot going on right now. No, I know. That's why I wanted to talk to you. Okay. I know you're very nervous because we have no plan. I feel, like, I feel like I put you in a zone where anything could happen. Yeah, we have no plan. And I've listened to like previous episodes of the show and I'm like, it goes off the rails so fast. Yeah, it really you know? does. It so really I'm, does. Just, I'm trying to stay on track. So let's do this. So tell me like how how do you get to call your girlfriend? Like what what have you been doing? Because I, I think – I don't know if everybody knows like your, your background, like the stuff that you've been doing prior to it. Like you didn't have a podcast before Call Your Girlfriend, did you? No. So how did you arrive at – how did you end up with Anne doing that? Like what was the – and what, what was happening before it? Anything that's worth talking about. You don't have to yeah. leave, leave out all the bullshit. 
Anne and I are old friends. Like we've been friends for like eight, nine years now. Can you? Is that old friends? I think so. I don't, in I feel internet like in years, internet age, like, in internet years. If you've been friends with me for six months, you're like, oh, we're yeah, like, you know, like, we go way back. We were friends before Peach started, so I feel like oh that's God. fair. It's my favorite social network. Um, are you on Peach? Um, yeah. Do you use it? Not in the last two months. No. Yeah. Anyhow, all right. So, so Anne and you're I are old, old friends. Friend. With Anne. We're like friends in DC. Um, you lived I, in D.C. for a long time. Yeah, it's like I graduated college. I studied political science. And, like, literally the only thing you're qualified to do with that is uh, either be, like, a park ranger or just move to D.C. and, like... Is that true? You can, be, you can you take a poli-sci degree and become a park ranger? I took, a like, a career test at, like, the UT. I went to college at UT Austin. And I went and took, like, one of those career personality tests. And I was like, what am I going to do with my life? Literally, the first thing was like, uh, you should be a park ranger. I was like, LOL, I hit the outdoors. Hold on, wait a second. Like, someone suggested that, or it came up in like after a survey or something? It was like both. It's like, it was one of those like, <laughs> so who, was like have you thought about park like, ranger? Then yeah, you took a test. And it, it was like, like one of those like comprehensive, like, who moved my cheese? What color is my parachute? Like, yeah. plug in all this other stuff. Oh. And I was what like, What color is your parachute? <laughs> God only knows. <laughs> Purple. Um, but yeah, so you know, it's like, uh, so, but I, so I moved to DC and I didn't like, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Uh, it was right. I why, was, why I was the last college class where um, I graduated college in 2007. I was literally the last college class where like some people had jobs at graduation. Cause like this used to be a thing, like junior year, people would be like, I'm going to work at XYZ or whatever. Yeah. And I like didn't participate in that economy, even though I had good grades. I was like, I'm just like, you were like, just waiting. I'm for above the right this. Thing. But also, I was an international student. So I was like, I'm just going to move back to Europe. Like, I don't need to be part of this like job hustle. Where in Europe? Um, well, I'm actually from Guinea, but okay. um, my family lives in Belgium. So that's where home is. Oh, that's so great. Um, I wish I had family that lived anywhere. They're in Pittsburgh. Yeah. I mean, Pittsburgh's fine. Belgium is like the Pittsburgh of continental Europe. So, <laughs> like, Pittsburgh of Europe. Worry. You heard it here first. <laughs> don't worry. It's not that uh, exciting. Now it's like a, now it's like an ISIS hotbed. So yeah, like, don't true. worry. So anyway, I like moved to DC instead of like going back home to Belgium. It's like the global economy has cratered, and I was like, oh. Also, when you have a degree from an American university, I realized that like other country, it's like America thinks that it's great. Yeah. And when I was looking for jobs in Belgium, they were like, you're definitely going to need more school. <laughs> like, I, I went like, to college. Yeah, yeah they're like, in I was, America. I was like, I went to a job like research school. What you're are you like, talking I about? I have a degree. They're like, yeah, they, a, they a US like, mm, degree. Yeah, they were like, sorry, you're going to need like oh, two more years of more school. Wow, and I'm I was so like, glad I didn't go to college. I was like, this is so <laughs> rude. Um, and so, I don't know. It's like I moved to D.C., and I, I didn't know a single person there except that um, my dad had lived there in the 90s for like two years on some weird stint and he loved it. And the t one time that I had been to visit, I was like, oh, this is like, this city is great. I was maybe 11 and I was like, one day I'll live in D.C. D.C.? Yes, Washington, D.C. So I think I had the exact opposite feeling. I mean, totally. But, like, the, ugh. but my background is like I'm a diplomat brat, right? So right. it's like. Like, look at this clean place with, like, smart people who oh, do so politics. You like, you, like, didn't have a normal D.C. experience. No, totally. I did All not right. have a normal D.C. experience. And then I, like, got seduced by the monuments at night. Like, it like foolish, foolish. Of course, totally. And then you tried to drive there one day, and it was a complete <laughs> nightmare. Totally. So I, I moved there with, like, no money. But, you know, I'm like, I'll, like, find something. I apply to, like, literally 100 jobs. Um, this woman calls me back. And uh, she worked in John Kerry's office. <laughs> and uh, she was like, I need a press intern. And she like, I 
don't remember what question she asked me, but the subtext was definitely like, are you black? Because like she couldn't figure out my name. And uh, she obviously was also black, like sight unseen, essentially like offers me this like job to be an intern that like does press clips. Uh Uh-huh, there it is. We finally exposed the unfair advantages that that black people have in the US. In, um, in, uh, in, in (laughs) the ones we've been hearing about. In Senate offices. Yeah. But it was one of those things, you know, where she probably had a- Classic. Listen, she probably had like a like 300 resumes on her table and she was like, I you know, like I want to get a sister in here or some yeah, weird shit. Sure. So anyway, she uh she offers me that she offers me this internship and I go, "Great, I can start tomorrow. How much does it pay?" And <laughs> she like laughs. She's like, "It Oh, unpaid she's like, internship? Yeah, she's oh. she's like you're you're going to be working for John Kerry. Like you don't like Did she wink? So I just want uh, I just want, No, this is all on the phone. Oh, if you I just no, I, but you're listening, you can't see what's happening. There was winking involved. There's definitely winking. But but I mean like <laughs> but our, What does that mean when you listen, wink and you say you're be working for John Kerry cuz I take that as something very nefarious. No, she was just excited to be like it is an honor okay. and a pleasure and you'll do this and yeah. And for me, like my like I had been supporting myself since I was 17, essentially. And I was like, I can't afford to do a 40-hour job that's not paid. So then I end up living in DC in this like career, like political career town, and I'm working at a toy store. And oh, you didn't uh, take the job. No, because I had bills to pay, Josh. Well, you know, when you think about it, politics is like a bunch of toys being moved around. I know, so. you know, like unlike you know, unlike what's another what's you know, when you think about it, politics is really just a game. It is just a game. But you know, <laughs> unlike like some of you know, like you media people of non color persuasion us media who people. have parents who can like subsidize your hey, my like, family's from Ukraine ish, basically. Whatever. It's like who We're can very who beset. can afford We're to beset. do this? Who can afford to do this? So anyway, it's like, so from the onset, I have this like very non-traditional path. It's like I'm working at a toy store in this town that's like so obsessed about like status and work and where you work. And honestly, looking back on it, that's probably maybe one of the best things that ever happened to me because it was a very humbling experience. And I also learned really quickly that I like didn't give a shit what other people thought. And I was like, you know what? Like, I have a go tell on. me. No, I, I was just I'm thinking like. Like a toy store. Mm-hmm. Like what was this? Like a Toys R Us, or was this? No, like, it was one like of these like toy No, store? it was like a. You know, like in two thousand seven, how like Chinese lead paint was like such a problem, yes. and so parents yeah. were like freaking out. Like you have a kid, so you probably understand this. Yeah. So this it's all lady, I think about is Chinese lead. Paint. So this lady was like importing like all these European, just like plain wooden toys, and like marking them up like oh, hundreds like of dollars. Organic toys, totally. She's yeah, like, yeah. here's this like two euro rattle. Buy it for four hundred dollars. You know what? When you when you have a kid, you're like, no, you're like the, is, only the what best. What are they chewing on? Exactly. Like, you're like what only is the best for my kid. I mean, they lit because they'll fuck. They'll like they'll put anything in their mouth. No, totally. Actually, we're pretty lucky. Zelda does not. She's not like that kind of kid. She sure. doesn't bite. She doesn't chew things. I mean, your kid's pretty smart. She's amazing. She reprimands me when I'm chewing on my. If I like, sometimes I do. You're this. the one that chews on like, the I'm toys. Chewing, no, I'm like chewing on my finger sometimes. Like, well, we started reprimanding her because she was doing it. And we're like, don't chew on your finger because it's a bad habit. And now she yells at us about it. You got it. Yeah, she's pretty good. Anyhow, not so to talk, anyway. Not to segue into a Zelda conversation. <laughs> like Although when we met, you were like, "I know your child." I mean, yeah, we're you know, which is like, weird. You're, yeah, I'm like, you know, you're we in, can talk about that later. No, we will. We will talk about. It. Okay, so anyhow, so anyway, so you're I'm in the like, toy store. You so find I it like, a very humbling in a toy experience. Store, it's like weird, and then I move on to working in this think tank. And I realized that I'm like too fun to do policy work. Yeah. And then um, what happens from the think tank? Yeah, and then from the think tank, the it, you know, it's just like you work in like comms. My boss was very much uh, 
like made me feel like really early on he was just like mm, like it was me and a cohort of like all these boys and uh he was very much like i'm not really gonna invest in you like you're not gonna be a star here ah uh, that's always good here and uh <laughs> no but it was, it was perfect um and then uh, i mean you could like just chill <laughs> yeah it's like i kind of chilled but at the same time I, you know like i was like this is great like you're betting on the wrong horse and so you know it's like I think about like every single like those six boys I was in a cohort with, yeah. all nobodies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like it's like think tank. It's like I'm like I'm too I'm too cool for this. I don't need to do this. But I meet some really cool people, and I'm like, oh, I. You became you know, the most connected person in the world. I just yeah, it's like along the way I like meet all these cool people. After that, I go work at like some social media firm, and then like that lasts for like a year and a half. I, like I have a checkered employment history, in the sense that, uh, in the sense that like, like a bad, like some bad, some bad stuff in there. No, no, no. It's you know, like it's not like I'm fired or like anything nefarious like that. I'm just very much of like, if you want to make more money or you want to do more interesting things, you need to be okay with like moving, like making moves, right? right. So I'm just like, after a year and a half, I just like look around and I'm like, what's going on here? Who's gonna pay me double of what I'm making? Uh. And then. You like it's move like on, but a lot of people strategy. my age, but a lot of people my age like don't feel that way. They're just like, they're like, I have a LinkedIn profile to build. I gotta, you know, like really because I feel like everybody is like constantly changing jobs like every year. But it stresses them out. Well, I'm telling you, it is stressful. Not to me. I'm just like, you where don't can find I go stress, next? Really? No. Anyway, I'm telling you, like, I don't know. I'm skipping. I'm skipping around yeah, a lot. Skip, but so all of this, like, none of these like jobs are memorable. You know, like that's kind of a <laughs> maybe that's the problem. Like you're having, you're going to jobs that pay well. No, exactly. But don't, don't mean anything. No, to exactly. You. Like I'm, like I'm work. I was definitely, uh, uh, yeah. It's like I'm taking all these jobs that I, I'm not passionate about. Not like huge creative direction there, but I'm doing things that are like really important. You know, I worked at a nonprofit for veterans here in New York. That was really cool, you know, and I was like, I don't know anybody in the army, but like, if you can make me care, like, shoo, anybody can care. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. you know, you took a really a modern view on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in the sense where, you know, I was like, if you can get me outraged about like the treatment of a certain population that I have no stake in, then like clearly I know how to message for them, right? And yeah, so yeah. I always worked in this weird like digital world of like running email campaigns and running marketing campaigns and whatever like digital media is at that time. That wasn't that long ago, was it? Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't long ago, but I feel that in nonprofits, it's like very undefined. You know, yeah. it's just like yeah. it's everything from like who fixes the printer to like who's raising money via the text messages. <laughs> like that's usually the same person. Is that you? <laughs> that it was was you. Me. At some point, it was you. And that was me. Um, so I don't know, like I did that for a while and then, uh, I moved to San Francisco to work at Google, did that for like 1.5 minutes. Yeah. Um, I actually quit my job on Kara Swisher's podcast. It's really funny. Oh yeah. I think you told me this. Oh, so I should say, maybe I should say, but like we met like officially, I mean, we knew we each other. We met at an Illuminati event. Yeah, but we met. And got high at the code conference. Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> yes, I don't care. Can I say that? Uh, yeah. I mean, it had like really. So I don't really smoke weed that often because it <laughs> makes me into a paranoid maniac. But you said yes, like immediately. Yeah, because I was like, I need to do something to get out of this headspace. Yeah, you looked really oh. stressed out. Yeah, because it was like, you know, the code is not a chill. Explain a ch code to the people who are not there. So, so people who don't know. Now, it's funny because I covered code. Like I used to go and like write live blogs and stuff when I was, you know, Tell the, the people version. what it is. Code is a conference for the richest tech people to come together and schmooze 
and to hear interesting conversations with Kara Swisher and Walt Mossberg and the, their cast of the rotating cast of Recode characters. It used to be called the D Conference, which was and it was a Wall Street Journal conference, and so it still has a lot of the vibe mm. of a Wall Street Journal conference. It I is mean, where it is where it is where it is where money goes to play. Yeah, <laughs> it's where people with money go to play. But like, it's a nice resort, you know. It's beautiful. They have great ranch dressing there. It's one of my favorite. <laughs> Did I tell you that they have one of my favorite ranch dressings in really? California? That's yeah. so funny. Yeah, no, that resort is like lit. It's so nice. It's a beautiful. No, it's on the. It's on a cliff. They have it at this resort. It's called Terranea. I yeah, think it's how you pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, you should go there. You know, I'm not great with pronunciations, but um, it's like on a cliff. No, every time I'm there, I'm like, I call Laura and I'm like, dude, we need to come here and like have a vacation. I at can't this believe place. you don't bring your wife to code just for the vacation potential. I mean, do you think that that? Uh, I feel like there's low. I'm sorry. Do you want to be like relaxing by the pool while like? Uh, Elon Musk is walking around with uh, Larry Page. Yeah, but also, but also, those two people aren't at the pool. Like, this is what I'm saying. No, they're not, but they're around. Yeah, but who cares? You want to have like? I'm trying to think of like a journalist who you don't want to see while you're like sunbathing. Like, think of a journalist who you don't want to see. Who? Walt Mossberg. Don't shade Walt Mossberg. No, I love he, Walt. He's a legend. I love Walt, but um, yeah, I don't want Walt hovering over me while I'm trying to catch some rays. Yeah, but he wouldn't be hovering over you. He would be talking to yeah, Elon he, Musk. No, he would. He'd be like, Josh, why like, aren't you asking tougher questions? Exactly. So anyway, that's the context <laughs> in which... Sorry, we, is that not a good description? You tell me what you think the code conference no, that's is like. No, that's totally what it is. It's um, this like invitation-only, very expensive like tech thought leadership yeah. exercise. I should say... Put on now by my former company, Vox. I know, but you know, Vox Media. But like Josh, you were there, so that means that like you are part of the one percent too. I paid. <laughs> You're like really stressed out about like raising money for your thing. Yeah. Well, I was actually now- actually what was funny is we were like closing the deal to raise the money, like there. The whole reason I kind of went there was to like finish up stuff. Oh my god! Is that why you stood up so many times to ask questions because you wanted the people to like see you? No, I stood up so many times to ask questions because the questions were pretty fucking boring, and I felt like <laughs> if somebody doesn't ask something interesting, I was gonna like you know lose my mind. No, it's like yeah, I don't know. I'm sitting standing there going like, why doesn't somebody ask this? And then I'm like, why don't I ask it? Yeah. So anyway, the also, reason Kara and Walt. Sorry, not to no, interrupt. Go for it. Karen Walt have fr- the all of the times I've ever gone to the thing. Which, by the way, it can be very fun. Because like you do get to meet a bunch of crazy smart people, but it also is very weird because there's like a bunch of weird rich people. But like like Martha Stewart's just like waltzing around, you know, which is not like a normal. Maybe for you, I don't know, but for me, it's not a normal. That's thing. normal for me. No. Um, but they're always giving me shit because I do tend to ask like to hard questions or sure. weird questions, sure. and they like that because it makes for good content. You you do make good you make a good like conference content. I That's love making true. I love making con con con. That's what I call it. Yeah. So anyway, to wrap this all up, it's like like now I'm essentially like career wise, I'm a consultant. I do all of this weird. Um, consultant is like such a nefarious word. Yeah. It's like people people use it for everything. I'm like I'm I'm not like a business school consultant. I'm just like I've worked enough places and <laughs> know enough you people know a lot of stuff. that I'm like a good pinch hitter. You yeah. know, I'm like, do you need to set up a new thing? Do you need to launch a product? Like, hey. you know, I'm like, I'm good at marketing. <laughs> no, it's um, like, but some people are like, I'm a consultant. And you're like, no, I think you're out of work is what's happening. No, exactly. Now, like, you're a consultant, but you're a consultant and like you actually are doing things. Oh yeah, no, my hustle, people. my hustle is legendary. No, no, that's, that's why, so, like, that's what I'm saying. Like you're super connected. Like, you know, everybody, like in our brief conversation there, you were like, you know, I was like, 
talking about something, you're like, oh yeah. And then like all kinds of people, you're like, I know them, I know them, I went to school with them, I worked with them, I did this, I did that. But you know them too. So no, I like, know it's not bit. surprising. I know a little bit. It's not surprising. And then everybody was like waving at you. Like oh. people were like, they were like, that's Josh Topolsky. I don't remember that happening. I don't it, like, that, it definitely happened. People, happened. Would, like, people would like stop and be like, that's that guy. They were like, that's Josh. We know him as one of the... That's a guy. Coolest guys. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you. It's very flattering. See, this is what. <laughs> this is a, one of the. This you can tell a sign of a very successful person that they make you feel very good when you're with them. Of course. You're like this is like a like a president. You know, people always talk about when they're like around the president and they feel like they focus their attention on them. And you're like, I can't believe the president spoke to me. You know who's like that? Tom Cruise. <laughs> no. Yeah. The Cruise missile Fucking is not Tom like Cruise. that. No, when I, when I met Tom Cruise, which I love talking about because it was the highlight of my life. Tom second Cruise. To, uh, second to us hanging out of code. Uh, yeah. He, when you talk to Tom, man, he makes you feel like you're the only person. It's like G Gatsby. You know that passage in The Great Gatsby? Where they talk about, I think I've said this before in the podcast. I feel like I'm fucking repeating myself now. They say there's a passage in The Great Gatsby where it's like, when Gatsby focuses attention on you, you feel like you're the only person in the world. And that is how Tom Cruise makes you feel when you talk to that him. That is not how I make people no, feel. No, it is. That's how I feel right now. Uh, I think we're going to take a break. We're going to get this back on track. Yes. Because I know you're very concerned about it going off. I feel like this is actually a trait you may have picked up as like being a person who has to deal with, like do a lot of things. And connect a lot of people. You're like, let's get this fucking shit together. Okay, we gotta get it done. <laughs> so we're gonna take a break. We'll be back with more. This episode of Tomorrow is brought to you by Earth Class Mail. Earth Class Mail moves your snail mail to the cloud, giving you instant access 24-7, and it integrates with the tools and services you use every day. It's pretty insane that we've moved everything we do for business over to the digital world, but still need to pick up, sort, and manage physical mail. There's so much of it. The envelopes, the boxes. With Earth Class Mail, you can get all of your mail scanned and accessible online 24-7. You can search your mail, send invoices over to your accounting software, sync important documents into cloud storage, deposit checks, and really just make running your business a whole lot easier. You also get a real professional address to share publicly with customers, business partners, and investors. And you'll never need to worry about someone showing up at your front door if you run your business from home. That's always the worst. Somebody shows up, they uh, try to give you flowers. You say, no, I don't want these flowers. They're like, please, I love you. Then you have to take the flowers and invite them in. It becomes a whole thing. Trust me. Earth Class Mail is a much better solution. Uh, look, Ryan has been using it. He thinks it's brilliant. He's uh, He hates getting mail to his home. Anyhow, he thinks it's the perfect solution for businesses and independent entrepreneurs of all types like himself. Visit earthclassmail.com and you'll get your first month of service free when you sign up using promo code TOMORROW. That's earthclassmail.com and offer code TOMORROW. TOMORROW is supported by City Cards with Android Pay. How cool is it that we live in a world where you can use the same device to listen to TOMORROW and buy your morning coffee, groceries, and more. And did I mention it's a super fast way to pay? Just use your city card with Android Pay at the register. Get in, get it, get going. Download the Android Pay app on Google Play or visit city.com slash Android Pay to get started. Android Pay is available for eligible city consumer credit and debit cards. Yeah. 
We're back with Aminatu So she's been she's forced us to get back on track on the podcast. She felt like we were going off the rails. Oh no, we were just doing your backstory. Yeah, we were leading up to which we still haven't gotten to. Which incredibly, yeah, we still haven't answered how you one got to question. This empire of call your girlfriend. So I have this. It's like I just take jobs all the time and follow my curiosity. Like I do stuff that I at this point it's like. Um, do stuff that I like. I'm like consulting one million places. Super happy. But one thing that I've always had, even from when I was working at the toy store, like bored out of my mind, is that I'm like a firm believer that everybody should have a side hustle, like a thing that you do for money that doesn't pay you, that is a creative outlet for you. That is just something that you get to do for fun. Like and a so, hobby? You mean a hobby? Yeah, like a hobby, but like, you know, like a little more turbocharged than that. Like a public hobby. Doesn't have to be public, but sure. And so, so at this point, like Anne and I are friends for like a minute, and we, um, Anne has this really good friend in LA, Gina Delvac, who is now a good friend of mine. Also, um, we go on this like Palm Springs like lady vacation with many many women. Called, I love Palm Springs. I've never been, but I want to go. You're a fool. You should I go. Know, I know. Go every year. Well, I don't live in LA, so it's tough. There's flights to there. <laughs> so <laughs> there's, a Bob Bob there's a jet. There's a No, there's a jet blue flight from. Um, from JFK to Palm Springs. Oh, I got to So anyway, um, Gina has a background in public radio. And she, I guess, like, through knowing us, is just like, you guys would make a great podcast. And I'm like, what is that? That app in the iPhone that I don't know how to use? Um, and at this point, all I listen to is This American Life. But I literally don't even listen to it in the iTunes app. I have the, <laughs> you know, like, I have the This American Life app. So I'm like, I don't know what that app does. And so Gina kind of like talks to us about doing this like for a long time. And, uh, you know, every time I'm like, yeah, that sounds great, whatever. And somehow, you know, like some, <laughs> you know, like some dude that we know essentially like tells me that, uh, yeah, he's like, you know, like there's not really a lot of women in podcasts because, you know, it's hard and you need attention to detail and whatever. You say shit like that to me. I mean, he was like, yeah, I don't know if you're up to it. Yeah, no, basically he's like, this is why there's a lot of dudes in podcasts. You know, because like dudes wow. are like <laughs> their attention to detail. Yeah, and that's I was like, not true. No, I, I literally know one thing about dudes. anything misogynist men tell you is not true. Like all of it is it's always like how, less. It's like how Trump, everything he says when he says, believe me, is actually he's lying. Yeah, it's like, but he's like. Mm. Yeah, but guys are not good with detail. No, totally. I'm like the worst detail person. But also for me, I'm like, you know, this is my other thing is if you tell me that there's a thing that like only men do, literally the first thing I think is how hard can it be? Turns out. Wow. It's not so hard. Wow. Um, but it is kind of hard. Gina is who figured it out. So Gina like kind of reapproached us again and she was like, here's what I want to do. Um, and she just had like these very concrete steps, you know, cause I'm like, I'm doofy about this. I was like, tell me what I need. And like, she sends us an Amazon list. She's like, buy these things. Like, this is the structure I want to oh, do. She's like, here's your like little setup. Yeah. Gina Delvac masterminds, call your girlfriend. And for me, um, at this point, you know, I was like, I don't know, like, I don't make content for the internet yeah and that was in it but i really wanted to learn more about audio i thought it was really fascinating um i like a lot of my work weirdly is also like storytelling but for you know like different purposes and for, so, for uh, you know for like corporations make yeah but also you know like running a campaign is different from like writing articles and so i just i was like this is a new thing that i don't know how to do that i would like to learn about like and the actual so, the actual production of it or just All of it. making something All of that it. is, yeah. Like making something. And yeah. also like Anna and Gina are like really rad ladies and I wanted to work with them, you know? So it's like, oh, the three of us will start doing this thing. We had, 
I literally thought like we would record this thing and, you know, like our friends would like listen, like pity listen to it. <laughs> right. And, uh, and that's kind of not what happened, uh, which, you know, like, which has been really cool. Right. Well, I mean, it, it, it's like very popular. I mean, people everywhere listen to it. <laughs> people everywhere. No, it's people... like I don't know how popular it is, but I know that it is like a thing. Yeah, I mean, that a lot I of people see. listen to it. I know when something is. I know when something has really become like a part of at least like my universe of culture. When I like accidentally see it places, and I like accidentally see it all over the place. Like I'm like scrolling through my feed, and somebody's like talking about it, or it's like being recommended in iTunes to me, or like on some other podcast app that I use, or like somebody's telling me about their podcast, and it's like, oh, call your girlfriend. I listen to that. I feel like you guys have like hit some saturation point, which is very important. That's the first step <laughs> to world to world domination. Yeah, well, you know, like part of it is that one, we like our show is just like two women like being themselves talking about, you know, like we talk about highbrow and lowbrow stuff. Yeah. Um and it's not um, you know, like we're an independent show. Like Gina is a great producer and editor, but the show is essentially like of the phone conversation that Ann and I would have. Right. And the clear those, and clearly we're friends and people can like hear that through the you know what I mean? But I think those are some of the best. Like I actually, you know, I used to do a podcast where there was a bunch of people and I always thought like <clears throat> excuse me, sometimes we get finished and I was like that was just like a bunch of people just like bullshitting with each other. Mm-hmm. Who, like we could have had that conversation on the phone, but those are sometimes really the best conversations because they're they're real, they're raw. Like they're not Artifice, like the, I think, actually, in some ways, this is. I'm going to ramble on some philosophy here for a second. Tell us, but like I think that like podcasts and a lot of what we make now is a reaction to this very manufactured. I mean, I know this may be obvious, but like people have like a voice when they do TV. They're like TV voice. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm like losing my voice. At the end of a week, at the end of every week, I lose my fucking voice. Um, and it's like podcasts are like what makes them good is that they are natural, and that it does feel like you're being allowed to hear a conversation that you would normally, like this conversation. I mean, it's intimate. You're literally in people's ears. You, you are. Know? You're nuzzling up against their ear and you're whispering things to them and you're saying, <laughs> you're saying, welcome, get come into my world. I want to tell you about it. And then you're like, boom, here's an ad for some great panties. I mean, yeah. You know, but at the <laughs> same panties, time. Can I say panties? Is that you, a patriarchal? You go, uh, first of all, oh, when you go home, have your wife explain like, Patriarchy, because saying to. the word panties is not a. I don't know. I don't want to promote a uh, patriarchal worldview no, in fine. anything that I do, because you know, because <laughs> as you know, as I said before, now you guys didn't hear this, but I was before we came on, I was saying about my extreme wokeness. Magori is ten times less woke than me. Anyhow, somehow that's not hard to believe. Um, I have a full beard. He has a mustache. I think. Do the math. Okay. Okay. Um, now, getting back to your story, let's forget about Matt McGorry for a second, if we can. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm so offended. You're putting me in the same breath. I'm as... not. I'm trying to get the breath away. I'm trying to breathe, then to go to the next breath. So look, so anyhow, so you're doing this podcast. It's just a conversation. Well, at what point does it start like becoming like a thing? You're like, oh, this is a thing. Like, Do you remember a moment? You know, I... This is going to sound like <laughs> very cheesy, but it's true. Nobody is more shocked and surprised at like how this show is doing than me. 
I do, you know, it's like we recorded in our closets. We, you know, like we like our equipment is cheap. It it's legit like a fly by night operation. Like I can't tell you in the early days like how many just like like the lost episodes of Call Your Girlfriend. It's like, oh, your microphone wasn't on, mine wasn't on, my computer crashed. No <laughs> I, I want to hear you those know, like, episodes. Just all of the stuff. And so and I think that also like living in San Francisco. Um, and it's like I'm a little removed from. Oh right, you're in San Francisco. Yeah, I'm in I San know, Francisco. Like, you're not like in LA in my mind because like no, that's I'm where in I, San Francisco. I it's a long distance conversation, Josh. Yeah. You need to you need to go to LA. I mean, sure. Uh, so you know, so it's like I just I'm not there yet, but like clearly, you know, like but if I'm being perfectly honest, there is also the thing that makes me, and maybe like this is the moment, right? Is it's whenever I'm made uncomfortable by it is when I realize that Is that it's, happening right now? I mean, it kind of is happening. Um, I'm not, I don't, I don't feel comfortable being like a public facing person. Well, you fucked up then because you didn't have a <laughs> podcast that's broadcast. Like yeah, people, but, thousands yeah, but thousands it's, of people it's audio. Here. It's like an audio product, you know, it makes me really. You're doing a live show. Sure. <laughs> but you know, but, it, but you're that. talking like we're doing these to millions of people. There are hundreds of people. Calm hundreds down. right now. And then it's going to be thousands. And then gonna, somebody's going to be like, we want to do a TV show. And then I'm going to. Call your girlfriend the film. <laughs> yeah, and then there's going to be a, a <laughs> movie about oh, you guys. First, I, there'll be a documentary and then a feature film. Making a call your girlfriend on Netflix. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Twelve part Netflix. This is this series. is all very kind. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I don't know. But it's sometimes like we get mail from people who just like really connect with what we're doing. Like you know, like people will have these very specific, um, just like very specific feedback where I'm like, yes, you get this. It's like being like a somewhat young person and having you know like f- like female friendships is so important and it's such a defining characteristic of our audience yeah. you know and um you know and we like kind of all have the same taste level and we're you know like we're just like moving about the world as you know like you've got like a circle too like like uh what was the episode you're like you were talking to Jessica Valenti and Jess Bennett it was like yeah. two episodes ago yeah and it's like it's like you can tell there's like there's like a it's like a group of women like that are all like doing really interesting things and like I mean we're feminists like, like doing, that's really what it is yeah is that like we're women who are like unapologetically feminist I was thinking something it's a horrible thought but I just want to say it tell us okay <laughs> it's gonna fucking sound so bad but I was like listening to the show today actually and I was like you know, I was thinking about our conversation and mm-hmm. things that I want to talk about. And do you remember the show? Maybe it's still on the air. I don't fucking know. It's like an MTV show called Girl Code. There's also a guy version of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm aware of that. Okay. It's a, in, a, in my memory of Girl Code is that it is pretty offensive. Like, that it's pretty dumb. Like, it's like dumb shit. Like, same for guys, too. It was like dumb shit that, like, bros would tell each other yeah. about, like, how to be. But, like, I was thinking, like, listening to the show, I was like, God, this is so great that something like this exists. Like, I was thinking a little bit about Zelda. And that, like, I was like, oh, okay, maybe Zelda won't be subjected to girl code, like bullshit for girls, because like there will be more interesting, intelligent, meaningful things for like women and young women in this world. Yeah. And like, I feel like your show is like a part of that. Like, Thank I feel like you. my access to it is like somewhat. I mean, I totally enjoy it. And I get it, but like, I think there's something limiting in just the fact that my experience is like being a white guy, you know, or like I've gone through the world being a dude. But like your conversations, while they are totally like accessible by anybody, 
I think have a unique resonance. My feeling is have a unique resonance if you're like a young woman. And like, it's really good to hear like, it's just good to hear like a fucking intelligent conversation about like being a young woman in the world that, and doesn't patronize and isn't condescending and like is like engrossing and engaging. And it was like kind of an, I was like, okay, maybe like the future will be, this will be, <laughs> this will be like the most popular thing and like, yeah. and like girl codes won't exist. But that maybe well, is a little you. wishful thinking. Thank you. You know, like, you know, like who knows, right? I think that um, I, um, early on, I told Anne and Gina when we started making the show that my theory is that in every office in America, the least powerful youngest girl there listens to our show. <laughs> she like listens to our show and she's like, one day I'm going to move on from this front desk. She's and, planning her attack. Totally. <laughs> and, you know, and like building up confidence and, you know, like anecdotally, a lot of the um, like <laughs> cool advertising opportunities that we've gotten or just like weird things have come from that where somebody will email us and be like, I don't know what you gals do, but my little intern over here says. <laughs> she like, says that was I don't know what you gals do. That has not actually happened. No, not, not like in those. A guy calls you from like the 1940s. Yeah, he's he's like, like, I don't know what you're doing over there. But, but, that's, uh, but that's how it feels. Says. No, but that's totally how it feels, right? And then, um, and that's been like really cool to watch. Just, um, I don't know, like being part of making other women feel confident about who they are and um, how they talk. You know, like we're, we don't edit the like uh, pauses and ums and likes from our show. And oh, the, I know. I was counting. And uh, you know what? Like, <laughs> no, that's patriarchy. Josh. I was actually, you know what I was doing? I was like, I was so psyched because I noticed that you guys were saying like, and I was like, oh, I say like a ton. And it you made do. me feel, it made me feel so much better about my level. Of I always say vocal fry is an empowering thing. <laughs> I will use it when I'm being a total bitch because I'm like, and you should know, I'm also going to be a big femme bitch about this. <laughs> vocal fry is a social construct. I'm is like, it? first of all, is it? it's kind of not true. It's not real. And as far as I have heard it, the like, if we had to choose like the closest thing to vocal fry, that's the way Ira Glass talks. So I'm like, why are you blaming it on oh. us? <laughs> because they don't like gay people and women. That's yeah, no, I mean, that's literally well, what it is. we do have to do something about gay people and women. I've been saying that for a while. And I was, give them podcasts. Uh, give us podcasts. What we need to do is normalize vocal fry, I think is what you're saying. Is we need yeah, to like you know, make everybody know. less reactive to it. Piano. Some people are awful. Listen, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing about like doing that, right? And that's kind of a conscious decision on our part, too. We, you know, like, Anne and I are, like, buttoned-up professionals when we, if we need to, no, it's true, right? It's like, I, if we. I, I'm sorry, I know that is true, but my, so far my experience with you, like, I would never describe you as a buttoned-up professional. Listen. I mean, professional. No, we're professionals, but we're also, um, you know, just really aware of, like, who, like, you can be yourself, your, like, full self in everything that you do. If I go on NPR, I'm not going to say like and um and ah uh, like 10 times. If I'm talking to my best friend and, you know, like my hair is down and I'm having a good day and I want to complain about, I don't know, like how terrible, you know, Ivanka's dad is. Mm. Um, oh, you do not refer to him by name? Oh, yeah. That's his name on our show. Is that a Iv thing? Yeah, it's our thing. Ivanka's yeah, but Ivanka, dad. I feel like Ivanka maybe, I don't know if she should be mentioned. Oh, she's a scam artist. She's like sold, she's sold everybody Baron's, out. Baron's sister. Yeah. She's <laughs> a scam artist. Tiffany's sister. Yeah, Tiffany, don't Tiffany is, Tiffany. Tiffany's okay. the best. Tiffany is also shady. But Baron you know what? The, she gave the best speech at the convention. Baron, it's like the best. 
That's like the best speech of the convention is like yeah. saying like the least burnt hot. No, dog I mean, obviously, <laughs> but I was so proud of her, you know, because they don't claim her. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, this girl's got a lot of problems, yeah. but yeah. She's, she's like, like the one who came the closest to humanizing the dad. Right. She was like a she was like one time my my friend died and my dad called me and I was like, that's what your dad's supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, wow. Not how that He's works. Like, I took a, a, a break from my busy schedule just to tell you. <laughs> no, but hold on. Let me. Hold on. Uh, okay. Tiffany. Sorry. This is so off topic. Tell us. This is how we do it, though, here, really. Did we talk about Tiffany Trump in the last episode with Ashley? Yeah, we talked about her career and my Did we? Okay. Her. I don't want to be repetitive. Did we talk about the uh, Osborne kid? That's like the oh, Tiffany, the the Tiffany no. Trump of the Osbournes. <laughs> What is her name? <laughs> there's one. There's always one in these crazy I can't families. Breathe. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? There's like an Osborne that would Amy Osborne. Amy Osborne yeah. wouldn't she wouldn't be but on you the know show. What? But Are listen, you... Amy Osborne's the normal Osborne. That, that's so that's what I'm wondering about Tiffany. But it, no, Tiffany is just like it's just that they didn't like her mom. Would you know, get... like that's what happened. Who, Amy Mar- Marla. Yeah, and Amy was literally like a. She's like, I don't have time for these crazy people. She has a job. Yeah, Amy's probably like a CPA somewhere. Yeah, she's only on The Apprentice. Yeah, no, she's like, <laughs> she's probably like doing somebody's taxes. Has like, yeah. a, you know, a regular job. Or like, she was like a limo driver on The Apprentice. Yeah, they didn't give her like a speaking. They didn't give her like a speaking role. Don't or something. shout Amy. Amy is probably like Amy is doing well. Amy for, Osborne. Yeah, Amy was like, I would very much like to be excluded from the narrative of this no, family. That's, well, that's what I. That was my impression. That was my impression. Not of Tiffany. Tiffany. No, Tiffany was literally was like, like Tiffany. They were like, we don't like your moms. <laughs> <laughs> You're weird. I really thought like there was, and the and the problem, you know, and the problem with Tiffany is that like she's the only child of that marriage, yeah. so she didn't have allies, right? You know, because right. there was the thing where like they didn't include her in the hug. Remember, like that was weird. Ugh. She had, they dropped Baron from the speeches too. They, like, the <laughs> they dropped not Baron. Baron from the Baron's speeches. Young though, right? Baron is really young, and he's his like mom 15. is and he's his like mom. Stuff on okay, fire. first of all, he's nine. And uh, no. his mom is like overly protective of him. And here's the thing that makes me really sad about Baron. Um, Melania did this interview. Ugh, I'm so angry at her. Anyway, she does this interview and they're like, tell us about Baron. And like her like defining characteristics characteristic for Baron is that he uh, he's, she says he's not a sweats he's not a sweatpants child. And I was like, so you're dressing him like a little Trump every day, and you're not gonna give that kid like a elastic waistband. Yeah, give him the waistband. Let me tell you something. Zelda gets He's on. He's going to turn into Chet Hayes. That's Zelda, how you make a Chet Hayes. Zelda, who's Chet Hayes? Oh, Tom my Hanks God. Tom Hanks' is white rapper child. Wait, wait, no. Chet Hayes is not a person. Okay. First of Chet all, you spend so much time on the internet and you're a white man. How do you not know about Chet Hayes? I don't. Chet Hayes is not a thing. He has a fake last name. That's his rapper name is Chet Hayes. Uh, can you imagine the disappointment that Tom is feeling? Yeah, they don't talk about it. Yeah. Tom and Rita, no, they can't talk about it. He's like, we're so <laughs> proud. We're so proud of Colin. He's doing He's great stuff. He's our man. <laughs> like, what about Chet? He's like, I don't. I missed that. I've got to go. We're off to this movie. No, it's bad. No, I mean, I had no. Oh, that's, yeah, that's no. Chet Hayes. That's Chet Hayes. No. Woody didn't prepare for this. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Chet Hayes is a. Uh, he looks pretty tough. He's got two guns. Anyhow. All right, so getting back to what were we talking we about? We were talking about how you're excited this is going to be cool media for your daughter. Oh, yeah. And, right. I was complimenting you. Know, like, I was you were. About how that great, was a really great how compliment. How great call your girlfriend is and how it gives me Thank hope for you. humanity. And now you've got merch. <laughs> I mean, you've got to capitalize off of that. We hope. just launched a merch. So here's the thing also about call your girlfriend that I think a lot of people <laughs> don't realize or whatever. It's like you, like we, we've joked about this. Like you and I have joked about this offline. But the thing is that, like, it is work. 
mm-hmm. know, it is, it's not, um, it like we're, we are incorporated. We're like a three person oh, partnership. Are you? Oh, are you? Yeah. It's like we're running a small business. Oh, this is a real thing now. Yeah, no, we're running, what I'm talking about. We're this running is the first a, step. We're running a small business. And let me tell you who doesn't help you run a small business, the small business administration, like we're all, call your oh. girlfriend is like none of our, um, it's nobody's full-time job. Right. Nobody's full-time Not job. Not yet. Um, this is how Marin started. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> Back in Paris, but yeah. <laughs> you're just like Mark Marin. Except I'm like nicer. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm like the opposite of Mark Marin. You actually. guys don't spend 10 minutes talking, like just talking about your yeah. own problems. I just listened to his Eric Andre interview and I was like, when I've listened to like seven Marin interviews, like total. And I was like, I really want to hear this one, but I'm like, at what point does the interview start? Yeah, um, no, his intros are ridiculous. They are. They're so. I mean, um, I get it. That's his thing. We could build software for this. I'm telling you. Let's talk offline. That actually is. How could you eliminate the Marin intro? <laughs> Just like, that's, the, that's, that's a filter. The that's like a setting. Yeah. It's Marin like, intro, yes, no. It's like the Marin blocker. Yeah. And then you just hear the like guest side of I the like interview. That. I like um, that a lot. Voice recognition is, we're like practically there. I feel like we could do that. No, we're like practically there. But so idea. anyway, okay. um, yeah, no, I'm the opposite of Mark Marin. Yeah. You know, but like congratulations to him on all his success. So you're running a small business. So we're running a small you business. You incorporate. We're, you know, like, we're running small business. We're, like, busy ladies. So, you know, it's like, yes, we're doing these live shows. Like, yes, we're doing merch. Um, and they're also all, you know, like, I don't know. It's always, like, this is the next evolution of what the the beast is at this point, right? But it's still fun. Where um, do you think it goes from here? You know, I don't know yet. I'm just, like, I'm trying to focus on this <laughs> show on, on Thursday. And you know, the thing about this project that's really interesting too is that um, where it goes, like, is not, um, it's not just my decision. And so. What are you saying? You're saying Anne has a say in it? Yeah, like Anne, no, like not only do they have, like, Anne and Gina have a say in it, is that they also, like, you know, like their creative vision is, like, probably even better than mine. Right. Un- that's unlikely, but uh, um, I suppose it could be possible. <laughs> It's quite, it's, like it's plausible. You like that shameless it, complimentary, complimentary dialogue? I know, you're doing like the sandwich compliment, I like it. I, uh, yeah. The compliment sandwich. That's me, Mr. Compliment sandwich. So yeah, so you know, like, I don't know where it goes from here, but I know that like, right now it's fun to do, like, people are reacting to it in a positive way. And for me, as somebody who like cares deeply about feminism and about media that is made for women, I, like, I'm really enjoying that I get to be part of this moment because in some way I'm like, this is part of my, like, larger feminist project. <laughs> right. Good. And, Which is you know, a lifelong, like, lifelong project. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a <laughs> lifelong, it is, you know. I, I actually, I'm like, these, like, there are core values and, like, things that I really care about and making a space for women and making a space for women of color specifically to get to be their authentic selves, you know, and not apologize for who they are and not have to deal with like all of the bullshit, you know, like the world just telling you that you don't belong here. Um, I don't know. I really hope that, I don't know, like when you were saying that thing about your daughter, I really identified with that. I was like, you know, I, I feel like it gets better for the kids like every generation. It, it does. It really does. And not even every generation. I'm like, in my lifetime, it has gotten better. <laughs> yeah, like I have to you know? cling to this idea 
that it is. I was just, just going to ask you this. Like, I was going to say, like, you've done a ton of shit and you've lived in a lot of different places. And, mm-hmm. like, you've got, like, your your career and your path to doing what you're doing right now is totally, I really like it a lot because it's so nonlinear. Mine is also, like, a very nonlinear. And so I feel like a con- deep connection to people who are, like, have not followed some like obvious. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being like this is my path that. and like because that's yeah. what I want to do. But like there is something. I everybody I know who has followed one of those nonlinear paths has, has become like a very interesting and sort of like strange person, like yeah. in a, in, a, in the best way. And I was gonna say like like so you have. I mean, obviously you're still very young, so it's not like you're like you can finally make your proclamation. I am, but like, I'm do you very think like? Young. <laughs> but do you think it is like? Do you think it is like? Is it getting better? I feel like it's. I feel like we're at a moment right now that seems so shitty. At least here, in in the U.S., and it's like, oh my god, how did they get this bad? <laughs> um, here's my feelings about that. I think that um, you know, there's like days where I'm just like, I cannot fucking believe that we're still, you know, like I don't know. It's like watching Hillary Clinton become the Democratic nominee is making me like my my brain is about to explode, in the sense <laughs> that like I cannot believe just some of the like egregious sexism that is still out there. Like I was watching uh what was it? Oh, I was watching like Fox News. Sometimes I watch Fox News because I just <laughs> to need get to, angry. To get angry, literally, yeah. it's to get angry. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I was like in a lobby or something. It was after. Um, it was like uh, they were talking about Olympics coverage, and this like asshole, like literally, like the cartoon, like a cartoon caricature of <laughs> like what you think, uh, you know, like an asshole person on Fox News was. They were having a conversation about how like all Sean of the female Hannity. athletes, no, I know that one. Yeah. All of the female athletes like need to wear like more makeup and smile and just like it was so it was so I felt like you know like I felt like I was kind of outside of my body because I was <laughs> yeah. like I was like this is so you know like this is the shit that like our grandmas were talking about. I'm like, you're telling me like, no, you know, crazy. I'm just like all of these isms, like racism, sexism, they don't get more sophisticated. You know, like yeah. you don't, you don't go like, Hmm, you know, like why I didn't get that job. And it was like nuance. No, it's like literally people are like <laughs> smile more or call you the N word on Twitter. Like, you know, like no, things also, just don't change. It's also, did you see that headline that was like Michael Phelps and African American? That's right. Sacramento, Sacramento no. B, shame on you. No, shut up. Really? Yeah. It's real talk. Is that a real thing? Yeah, that was the Sacramento. What's so incredible to me is like, the funny thing is like you mentioned Fox and it's like, it's like, okay, I get you disagree with the politics of like the left or whatever. Okay. You've got differences of opinion, like about the military or like abortion or whatever the topics are. It's like, how is it that like you can't, I'm open to you being disagreeable and us not meet like finding yeah. middle ground. How is it like you also happen to be like sexist and racist and like your mind is like stuck in 1950, even though like it should not be the case. Like this is the fucking Republicans problem is that it's like you maybe could get some other people in if you're like, we want a stronger military, but like you're just as chill about regular yeah. things as everybody else. I mean, it's, it's a, I don't know. I, I like to believe that all of these things stem from a huge lack of imagination. But, you know, but to be clear, like, this is not just a problem that um, conservative people face. Like, you know, like, progressive men also trash, like, you know, as <laughs> as we are coming to find out, what right? What are you saying? Um, I, I'm just saying that, like, you know, there are, like, deep structural issues that um, even people who think that they have progressive politics have, like, huge blind spots about. 
But, you know, so it's like in some in some regards, it's like I look at things and I'm like, God, we're just living in like a trash fire world. Like everything is so awful. We're still fighting yes. about all these things. Yes. But for me, like I also have a different context, you know, like I like I am from Africa. My, um, you know, like my grandmother was married when she was 13. Wow. My mother is one of 21 children. What? Um, you know, what like 21. She, mm-hmm, I mean, they're like. My grandpa had three wives. Like, what's up, African polygamy? Uh-oh. But, you know, it's like my fa- – like, we um, – like, that's my context, you know? And then I also grew up in Africa. Like, my parents were not wealthy. Just a lot of – you know, it's like, for me, this just seeing how in, like, such few time, in such little time – um, my own like path has changed, you know, from like that grandma who got married really young to like the things that my mother had to do for me to be able to go to college and live in the United States and, right. you know, like live the liberated life that I do essentially. Like I come from a very conservative Muslim family and I get to, you know, it's like, this is yeah, who I am it's now. Too bad. You're going to have to go back now after um, Trump takes over. To- I mean, totally. <laughs> See you um, later. No, real talk. Uh, that's the fear I have. But, yeah, you know, like, for me, it's like same. I look at how in, you know, like less than 60 years, things for women in my family have changed so drastically. And they're so completely different. And my sister and I were, you know, like, I, my my dad, like, for even like a conservative Muslim man, like, never, t- my, he never told my sister and I that we could be, you know, that we couldn't do whatever we wanted to do. We had like a world-class education. We, you know, like... We wear pants. Like, girls from our part of the world, like, <laughs> don't do that. Right. They don't get to do that. They don't get to be on podcasts with right. Josh Topolsky. Well, um, um, I'm, You know, the, like, the girls from my village. And so when I think about that, it's, like, in some regard, it's I also, like. I love the idea that they, that's, what, that's what all the girls from that village Yeah, that's all they're aspiring to. to. They're, like, you could be on Mark Maron <laughs> or you could go on Topolsky. Any what bearded, do you want? One of these two bearded one white men. One of these men. bearded white men. <laughs> one of slightly less angry than the other. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, I don't know, like, not to not to make light of it. I just, you know, for me, like, that's the context that I come from. Yeah. See, but I think that is, like, the con- that is obviously, like, it's more visceral, I think, for you in specific ways. But I do feel like my weirdly optimist, I have, like, a bad optimism where, like, I think, oh, why wouldn't, like, the better thing happen? Which, like, sometimes is very dangerous because you're like... What if I like bet my life on this idea and then like it doesn't work out? Are we talking about your startup? Definitely, <laughs> definitely. No, but it, no, but doing that. I mean, I will yeah. say like as a aside, like going like, oh, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm not gonna take like these jobs that were offered. Instead of doing that, I'm gonna go find money and then like bet that I can make something out of nothing. Yeah, which is a crazy thing to do. But like, I am always optimistic that like you can make something out of nothing. But I'm also optimistic that like things are going to get better because like. So far, like if you look at if you look at like a hundred years of history, it definitely is. We are fixing a bunch of shit. Yeah, we're it's like taking not a long dying time. of polio anymore. Yeah, <laughs> but like we're also but we're fixing like it seems horrible now, and I think the internet has like has made it seem like more acutely horrible because of yeah. our because of our view, and that's good and bad, right? It's like in one way, it's wonderful to expose all of like what is wrong, and so you can start to fix it. On the other hand, it's like well, I'm exposed to a lot of shit that it might not have ever impacted me anyhow. Yeah. And like, so does it, it's like, you know, the the internet's an outrage machine. Sometimes we're outraged about the right things and sometimes it's like, why am I outraged about this? Yeah. But like, 
I do feel like we are moving pretty rapidly. Like I think what you're trying to say is that the arc of history bends towards justice. Yes, Josh. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's I was trying to recreate my famous quote. Your famous quote that I did, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. So anyhow, anyhow, I just feel like that's the, your show in a in a in a way in a small way, but it's part of it. Not that small. Now it's growing, as we all know. I mean, but what if the entire internet's not archived, Josh? This is a thing that keeps me awake at way night. Back, way back machine. Wayback.org. I, um, I want to donate my entire email and Gchat archive to like a small women's college. <laughs> I was just, first off, I would be obsessed with I library very, sciences. I would be very interested to go through your email archive. I'm going to donate it. I was when, just when like I die, don't complaining worry. to Adrienne Jeffries, who's sitting out here. She's Hi, Adrienne. Um, we were just having this conversation because she's like, I'm paying for the service to delete all my tweets. And I'm like, what? Let's yeah. talk offline. No, I'm, <laughs> and, and no, and Leah Finnegan, who all I do that every year. No, why? Those are important. Those are because I because I said stupid shit when I was 18 that I thought wasn't. How shitty. old are you? And how long 18, have you been on Twitter? <laughs> I'm 27, and I've been on Twitter since 2008. <laughs> you, right. you look so good. Yeah. So you know, like, I, yeah, we can talk about that. The, no, the but arc, I'm saying like the lead, everything. I, listen, so yeah. I. I have OCD, like I have digital OCD. I delete a lot of things. Oh, do you? Oh my god! Oh, I save a lot of I things. Delete things. I have like multiple backups. I like. Things. I mean, and it's it's totally my OCD personality. It's like even if I'm texting with someone and I'm not happy with the blue gray ratio, I'll delete texts. What? Um. Yeah. What does that mean? Not happy with the blue? You mean there's too many blues? Yeah. Versus gray. It's uh, like you it. need. Uh, does that make you feel like you've been texting too much? No, no, no. Sometimes it's like they're texting too much. I'm telling you that it's OCD. It's just, you know, that's it, interesting. I mean, it's it's crazy. I love um, that. I think it's so fascinating. <laughs> I go to therapy for this. Do you gosh. really? I mean, I talk to my, I talk goes, to my therapist about it, and so, and he's like, I don't understand this digital thing you're talking about. But I like, mean, let's talk about your he's other like, issues. He's like, what's a text message? Yeah, <laughs> I love everybody's like, I, I, I think it's so fascinating. Everybody has weird internet like like ticks that they have, yeah. and nobody likes to talk about. No, that. But I like that also. You're in therapy. Everybody's in therapy except for me. I feel yeah, so stupid. I don't trust people who don't go to therapy. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> that, oh, that's not good. I'm not saying that you have to be like in treatment your whole life, but I think that it is. I really, have gone to therapy. I think that it's really important to get feedback from people who are not your friends and going to bullshit you. And I, I think agree. that I'm, mostly I'm talking about myself. I, I, think, I think that I have yeah. a strong personality, and I think no, that no, um, really not so much. And I think, I think that sometimes, you know, like that's kind of my anxiety sometimes is I'm just like, is everybody just gassing me up, you know, or like oh, what is real? Yeah. But also, wow. but also mental health is like very important and you know, like yeah. I just, I like, I, I have to do that. I think it's also important to just like, just like talk to someone. Like, I think, look, I mean, I go home and I talk to Laura. I, sometimes I'm like. She probably wants me to shut. You should pay her hundred and fifty dollars an hour. Yeah, she probably wants me to shut. Because we do like I am like, what am I going to do about this problem? And it's like, how many times can you hear about my fucking problems before you're like, why don't yeah. you go talk to a therapist? But isn't about that like it? what you sign up for when you get married? You know, it's a you're rich, like, it's a rich tapestry. You're like really. in sickness and in health. I'm yeah. going to tell you all my problems. I don't. We didn't do those vows, but uh, we definitely. That's, I mean, we did. That's we the might subtext, have done. though. Yeah, I guess so. Yes, of course. You, they have to listen to your bullshit. Yeah, she's like, sorry, you have the flu. I'm leaving. That's like, exactly. That's not how that works. All right, hold on. I had something I wanted to ask you. Yes. Oh, um, no, I didn't want to ask you. I just, wanted to re I just recalled something. Uh-oh. Well, we were talking about politics a little bit. Yeah. And I just recalled our, our, our first meeting. And it was, and I was going to say, like, code, well, we were kind of, like, making a little bit of fun of it. 
or a lot of fun of it. I was not making fun of it. You know what they I mean. were my employer at the time. Yeah, you were working. <laughs> Thank you, Kara. But like, we had a conversation that I thought was really good, and we had a long conversation with Ellen Powell. We did. Who, you know, was a very controversial figure who, like, you know, had this crazy, like, suit. She's not a controversial Well, she's figure. controversial to, like, gamer gay people. Who are most of my listeners, okay? Okay. No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> Fine. Kidding. But no, it was like a crazy conversation. We were sitting there talking, and then she came up. And that is like one of the things that happens like at those conferences that can be very cool, where you end up in a conversation with people that you never thought you'd be in a conversation yeah, with. But like we were looking for each other. Yeah, no, we were. <laughs> we were we were the easy part. No, I mean, Ellen, me and Ellen were oh. looking for each other. Oh. You were the... You and were, we were also looking for each other. You were the interloper. <laughs> no, no, that's not true. We had DM'd Listen, and I was like, we got to meet I up. I scheduled you 20 minutes apart okay. and then See, things happen. This is what an operator does. <laughs> you, I was just there floating. I cannot out. believe you just called me an operator. Yeah, you're an operator. When was, you were there raising millions of dollars. floating for, around. You were like floating around being like, I mean, I meet so-and-so at Medium. I mean, yeah. I meet so-and-so at no, XCVC. Oh, that happened. And uh, you're also, an operator. I am not. Listen, I'm just a man... I'm there and I have nothing financially to gain from it. I'm just, but you were working there. You definitely had something to financially to gain specifically and directly. Yeah. But like that, Boom. like, but that's not part of my, yeah, whatever. Fine. <laughs> that wasn't part of your schmooze. No, that's not part of my schmooze. I'm when I'm working, I'm working when I'm off the clock. I'm like, I don't, you know, like, well, listen, I need to be part of that. Anyway, so we had this conversation with Ellen, who yeah. is who is like incredible. Like she's and an you, incredible and we were, woman. We were all talking about how horrible like the Bernie, the Bernie bro situation was. Because you were really mad. Because this was like when Bernie was in full swing. This here's what I was mad about. <laughs> is Do uh, no, because I feel like people are going to come after me for this. No, here's not. the thing. I know everything that is problematic about Hillary Clinton, right? And like all those murders. I she like did. her. Yes, all of the murders. <laughs> all of the murders she done. Yeah. All the murders she done. Like how she secret. like how you know like she like. Yeah, Benghazi, like yeah, everything. She did you know, Benghazi like, a she ton. Did, she did Benghazi. She, you know, like ev- everything. Um, Chandra Levy. She oh, did Shad- all of she it. She did Chandra Levy. She did all of it. Wow. It's like I know all of those things. I like, you know, I want to contextualize this, right? Is that like I understand the hesitation that people have about like being supporting her, which some of it is honestly like sexist bullshit that they have to unlearn, and some of it is like very real shit, right? But anyway. That's the context I want to give to the burning conversation because people will tell me that I'm like in the tank for Hillary and yeah. I'm like, I, she doesn't pay me money. Whatever. My thing with the the Bernie bro phenomena specifically, and it's not, you know, it's like it could have been another candidate. It was this very specific thing of like liberal dudes who one like pretend like there is not a, a double standard when it comes to women, right? It's like. Like, you don't, it's like the way that they talked about Hillary Clinton, right? It's almost like she was this queen who thinks that this, like, thing is owed to her. And I'm like, well, actually, she's, like, put in time. Bernie, same job, 20 years, nothing to show for it. She's tried it. She's tried to go, like, two times, right? Like, No, totally. Like, remember when in, you know, they, like, made her bake those fucking cookies because she was, like, you know, she's, like, I'm not going to be a first lady who does this. And they humiliated her. She had to, like, change her name because they were, like, your husband's going to lose this election. Like, Hillary Clinton has been, like, like, she has been dealing with this bullshit forever. And with the Bernie bros, it was also this, like, complete um, lack of acknowledgement from that campaign about (laughs) the fact that, like, you know, like, maybe some issues not just fixed by economic justice. No, all we have to do is take out the big banks. If you take out the big banks, like, how's that going to stop, like, police from shooting me? 
So, you know, or like racism well, or whatever. So I that, mean, you know, that was that like, conversation. It's not like Hillary has, is, has been perfect on everything by any measure. Yeah, but like these people are politicians. I don't, who, name one perfect politician. Barack Obama did Donald not close Trump, Guantanamo. As far as I can tell, Donald Trump's never made a mistake politically. Yeah, no, Donald Trump, like salt of the earth. But you know, yes. I'm just like. <laughs> Hardworking American. Hard, you know, the gets, hardest. Loves getting his hands dirty. Huge. Yeah, loves getting his <laughs> tiny hands dirty. You know, like. Doesn't take much of me. Just a small amount of dirt in there and completely filthy. Totally. But so sorry to go off on that rant. I'm no, very okay. passionate about this. I'm just no, like, listen. Good, but I remember thinking it was like a conversation. Like it was because I was like, well, you know, come on. Because you're a Bernie bad. bro. I, you know, listen, Bernie, should this election is rigged. It was stolen from Bernie. Hillary <laughs> had her, you know, had her people, her super delegates. Bernie didn't win a single state that black people were majority in. You Why know? couldn't Bernie connect with the black uh, electorate? <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. Because here's the thing with black. Let me tell you something, okay? Yeah, yes. uh, this this is my rant. Please do it. Black people in this country are the realest fucking voting block. You can't trust nobody. Can't trust women. Can't trust other minorities. Definitely can't trust white women. Can't tr- like nobody. You know, like mm-mm. black people. We are in lockstep. We don't like Democrats. But we know that's where our best shot is. Well, I mean, that's like that's what it not, is. It's not better off with the fucking Republicans. I know, but so but what? So with What's this Bernie campaign, you know, it's just like it's like you look at like you know the last eight years of the gains that Obama has made. Like if you're a black person, right, and you're just like, who knows? We're not like this unicorn. Like we'll be telling our kids one day that we used to have a president that was black, and people won't believe it. Which is like once upon a time, there's a man named Barack Obama. No, I think there'll be more black presidents. Uh, shoo. Um, but <laughs> no, you know, I think, look, look, Trump is Trump is fucking Ben Carson. Up. We'll have Ben Carson. <laughs> no, Trump's fucking up Listen, the, the Republicans. Who, I mean. who knows? But so you know, it's this thing where like, so like black people, you know, like we like it's like we see the last eight years, you see the gains that we made, and then you look at these two like deeply flawed candidates and the party that is deeply flawed that we're a part of and you say, and that's the calculus that you make you're like who is gonna fuck this up less right you know like I, am I, I gonna put in this new guy that like no you know like doesn't understand teamwork or am I gonna go with this lady whose husband plays the saxophone <laughs> on the Arsenio Hall show that can't be the only and, metric though <laughs> No, but also he like listen, she, sex, but like though. the Clinton machine is like very deep into like black politics. It's not to no, say I know. that like oh I know, believe me, yeah, but that's you know well, what I mean, well like established. I mean, but they, that's that's what it takes. That's what how you win elections, though. You know, it's like well, no, people don't is, like it. This and is they, the thing that that's so annoying about the convention, where people were like <laughs> the one thing, the fucking, no, 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 but the DNC and these fucking people like chanting and shit, and I'm like, I'm, and then they did interviews and people are like, well, I guess I'm gonna vote for the Green Party, and it's like, listen, do you understand what? politics is no this is how it works like like the people who are good at politics are politicians they become like powerful in politics they and they do actually even though part of their game is to like stay in power the best of them actually do things yeah they work in the off season unlike the rest of you yeah it's just like it's (laughs) like like, only show up i'm sorry but, but who's like you know some idea that your politicians are supposed to be like angelic like what the fuck they have to i mean i said i've said this before but like hillary clinton and everybody else who's a politician has to climb through like a mountain of shit to get anything done or get anywhere but think about what it takes for a woman that is hillary clinton's age to get to the top of where she is oh no of course she has to be married to the kind of man that she was married to of course she had to do all of the like deep coalition work that she's done of course she has to listen to people there is no you know like 
this is it. Like, she is the closest that we have to this moment, and she's the most prepared. It's it's just, like, only in this election year that, like, we're running the— Like, you can say what you want about Hillary Clinton. Like, you don't like her. I like her. That lady knows what she's doing. She's the most, <laughs> like, prepared— clear. I like Hillary Clinton. Josh is a Bernie bro. I'm not a Bernie she's, bro. She's the most, like, prepared person. I did, I did vote for Bernie And they're in the, running uh, her against, like, the biggest doofus ever, and it's a competition. No, I know. No, it's scary. The scary thing is when people are like, oh, Trump's uh, he might drop out, and it's like, maybe, like— Paul Ryan will be thrown in or whatever. I'm like, that would be bad because then suddenly people might be like, well, I don't know. There's a normal seeming white guy out there now. So I'm just like, don't you people watch sports? Like, that's not how that works. No, it's crazy. It's crazy. It is. It is truly, I have to say. So I will say this, like, Oh, I'm getting too heated up about this. No, it's fine. Well, we're going to wrap. We're going to wrap up. I don't like it when I get heated up. No, you don't. I don't. Exuberance is my least favorite feeling. It's It's good good to be heated up. No, it's not good. You know Why? Gotta stay even tempered. No, you gotta go crazy. You gotta go completely I'm, off the listen, rails. Listen, I don't have favorite anything. Like I don't participate in fandom. Yeah, I don't. It's like why even watching Mac the, or PC. Mac even, or PC. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Oh my god! But it, even it's watching Mac, right? Even yeah. watching the Olympics is like hard for me because I'm just like. I don't like the feeling. I don't like this feeling of sports. Like when oh, you just I, yeah, like I agree with you start rooting for things, and you get too like, excited. Like sp- Do you watch Housewives or Drag Race or any of those shows that are basically sports? But in I'm the, so like, offended that you would ask me that question. Of course. <laughs> so you don't get heated about like you know Acid Betty was robbed or like <laughs> fuck Bethany. Yeah, yeah but you I know, know like I don't know. But I get to do that like in the privacy of my own home. There's you no know, stakes. like sports is very performative. Yeah, there's no stakes also on those shows. What are you unlike talking drag, about? Unlike drags. Hella stakes. <laughs> Unlike drag, sports is performative. I mean, I... <laughs> Rude. I mean, I look, I'm not... Listen, a, I'm a weird person. I have, I have weird rules say. for myself. You don't like to get fired up about something. I don't like to get fired up about anything. Really? Yeah, it, I don't like it. Well, like, why? What is it? How does it make you feel? Because I feel like it. it's like too many feelings for one. Oh, like, really? I, you don't like to be overwhelmed? Josh, we already talked a, about this. This is why I go to therapy. You don't I, like to be overwhelmed with emotion? I don't like to be overwhelmed with emotion. Oh, that must be nice. You um, can control that? That? Yes, usually. How do, get, how do you control that? Um, by not like watching sports. By with not people. being on this podcast. <laughs> by not being on this podcast. By not talking about Bernie, about Bernie Bros. Bros. No, but it is bullshit. Can I just say? Sorry, I'm gonna be. I'll be fired up for your for you. Um, because I'm only I vacillate only between the poles of like of total intensity. I know I'm a very emotionally constipated person. Like, Are you I really? Just, I don't like to show. I don't like to show too many emotions. I get really overwhelmed. Um, it like I like I have an anxiety disorder. That's really what it is. And so, <laughs> you don't strike me as I get it. I mean, everybody's different. You don't strike me as an anxiety disorder. Oh no, like ten years of anxiety. But you know what? Like this is. But that's the all, that's the other thing. Like that's why I talk about. It. I was like, listen, you can have like mental health issues and like still be a productive member of society. Like, don't let anybody tell you that that's not true. Yeah. Um, no, some of the. Some of the best. You're like some of my best friends. Everybody <laughs> I know has uh, some kind of problem. No, totally. <laughs> Everybody has some kind of problem. It's fine. You know, it's like, just be yourself. It's listen, okay. Listen, this is a safe space. It's not, though. You can say anything you want. You can always edit it. <laughs> I already did. I know. I, all right, all right. We should wrap because it's been, we actually go. been going a really long time. Thank you so much for doing this oh I have to gosh. say like I know that I know that uh, we went to places that you didn't want to go to too many feelings it's too many feelings are you feeling too many feelings right now yeah I'm probably gonna pop a Xanax oh, and like you have lay some? down constantly please, please give me one before you leave okay no, first of all I'm not trying to get refill. arrested please get arrested <laughs> Um, I'm mean, not to pl- thank you for being here thanks for having me thank tomorrow team <laughs> Thank you.
Well, that is our show for this week. We'll be back next week with more tomorrow. And as always, I wish you and your family the very best. Though I just had a vision of your family in a world where no one is woke. And it was a very startling and upsetting vision indeed. <laughs>